Couch Co-Opers, Couch Potatoes, and Couch Codependents. This is the Couch Co-Op Show. I'm Ian, and joining me tonight is the crew. We got Jared. Hello, people. We got Dave. Hey, hairier than normal. And Aaron. Everybody hairy as well. Hey. I want to remind you all to like and subscribe and check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Couch Co-Op Show. It's all one word. No hyphen. Let's get to the show. How's everybody? Very good. Right. Very good indeed. It's Monday. <laughs> yeah. It's Monday, Monday. It just bleeds in. There. Just bleeds in. It does, doesn't it? I'm, I have this week off, so I don't care. Yeah. Lucky. <laughs> I work from home, so I spend like most of my days in this office. <laughs> Lots of oh, days man. gone. Yep. Oh. Hey, a video game pun. Ah. It wasn't I, very punny. It wasn't. Um, but it was accurate, though. Yeah. I mean, I spend my days in this room. Well, yep. and I was editing video today, and then at lunchtime, Bill and I got on and played some video games, and then nice. he got off because he's still sick. Hey, Bill. You, you'd oh. say that plural. you say that yeah. plural. Video games. Well, I'm I sure there's only one it. game that just you were one. playing. Yeah, just yeah, one. just one <laughs> game. Got to get your daily quests in, haven't you? Got to get my uh, yeah. Well, yeah, your yeah. bounties. My bounties. And yeah, but uh, do your exotic quests. Well, I was also watching the doc play his games, so it's kind of two oh, games. Oh, multitasking. Okay. Yeah, I, got, I got multiple screens here. Anyway, um, yeah, so that was my Mondays. So nice. I guess it's a little bit of work. Weekends are video games. And then some work comes into the room, and then it leaves. <laughs> yep. It, it, it's Sunday. That's all. That's all it is. It seems like nowadays. Sunday. Well, as some of us, as some of us know, Jared and I, we have new consoles. This uh, signifying yeah, the end of the last console generation. <laughs> but has right. the next generation really began? Considering there's there's a few games, but there's not. It's it's the weirdest launch I've ever seen. Where, yeah, there's you know normally there was, there'd be like five to ten exclusives for whatever the new system was, right? Or at least, you know at least two or three that were like big AAA games that showed off system like sellers basically. It's so funny that one of the only one of the only PlayStation Five like truly PlayStation Five exclusives is a PS3 exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or or one that comes pre-installed on your system. Right, right. Uh, hey, you know, that's, that's like a pack-in. That's like Super Mario Brothers and yeah. Hunt. Yeah. When was the last yeah. time we saw a pack-in? Not only that, yeah, but really not good very often. Yeah. Other uh, than, I'm, like, I'm uh, just saying because I remember buying the play PlayStation Two on release day, and it was like, oh, do I get Dead or Alive? Do I get Mech Warrior? Do I get, you know, SSX? There were, you know, yeah. a couple of games that weren't out for anything else at that time. Right. It really showed kind of what the system could do, and you know, I'm I'm sure there are a few games, but there's nothing. Oh yeah, I mean Spider-Man. I mean Spider-Man PS5 versus the PS4 version is night and day. Like the whole ray tracing thing is phenomenal. Like that is that totally shows the difference. You should not play it on PS4, in my opinion. But... I'm excited. I'm excited to buy one. Um, Me too. When I eventually get the chance. I have the money. It's just you know. 
gotta find yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, I gotta find one that I really feel like paying a thousand bucks. So <laughs> even even then, mm-hmm. the people that do get them, how many? What's the, what do you think the percentage is for people that are actually ready when it comes to the TV they have? I mean, it doesn't really matter. Honestly, not really. Yeah, I mean, to, to get the full potential out of the system is what I'm talking about. Not just like uh, playing on whatever TV you have, but having right. 4K, 120 hertz, all that stuff running through has to be on like a brand better. new TV. It's still well, going to yeah. look, look a lot better on a regular 4, 4K you know, TV. Yes, and, it does. Right. So it's not like you need... That's kind of always been the case. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it always takes a year or two for people to start buying up the TVs that are needed. Yeah, I've I've had the PlayStation Five in my car like three or four times. Yeah, and yeah, that 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 after that, I was just like, screw you guys, I'm sick of playing this stupid Amazon Walmart game where it's like you you can put it in your car and then it's gone. You got to be faster right. than a computer, Dave. Oh, I know. It doesn't happen at my age anymore. <laughs> anyway, so we're not talking about the future. We're talking about the past. We're talking about the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One, the Wii U, the Switch. Let, let's face it, we're not talking much about the Xbox One because I don't think any of us really. really had one or had much experience with one. Well, You're gen- probably yeah. But it's the generation past. we're talking about. You know? Yeah. And... Uh, and this will be, and I've, I've, uh, so we're we're talking about the top five, our top five uh, games of the generation. Of the, uh, yeah. And it doesn't necessarily have to be your favorite games, just a, like a game that you think encompasses what this generation was about. And uh, I'm gonna, I kind of call this the Cyberpunk Memorial List, since uh, Cyberpunk comes out in four days, <laughs> we will not have played it. It obviously launches yeah. in this generation. Its next generation version doesn't come out until next year. So uh, this is the Cyberpunk 2077 memorial list. Uh, you guys had uh, you guys kind of talked how some of you thought it was a little bit difficult. Jared, I think you mentioned it was a little difficult to put this list together. Oh, thinking. You oh, oh, yeah. I was thinking of games that were like my favorite of the generation. Then I kind of switched pages, like games that yeah. really set the pace, kind of for how things are now. I kind of, I kind of went the same way. It's not. There's, there's at least one game on my list that I think everyone would agree is actually kind of a stinker. <laughs> but I think it is important as a game of the generation to like, you know. And then, uh, and then for Aaron, it's just the five games he played this this past generation. Oh! <laughs> hey, 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 hey! Fight me! <laughs> no, no, no! I, so initially, I did do top five favorites. I actually had more than five, but then I didn't realize it was just going to be about games at that time. And half the games I put on my list are actually like stuff that no, due to past technology, has not been able to be done until this technology. So, and I feel like some people had a lot to loot, prove with the new tech, so they put a lot more new little goodies in there. That's a couple things on my list. There's also just, I also based off of how powerful the graphics were and how much more detail they put in versus the last generation and just kind of blow through in a sense. It was a, it was kind of a dead giveaway on some of these ones. Why they are what they are. I also made sure they're games I like. Oh yeah, absolutely. Every one of them I love. I didn't. 
<laughs> That's all right. All right. Oh, yeah. uh, well, with, uh, let's get to it then. Who wants to start off with number five? I, I'm going to start off with... Uh, well, I, th- I thought about doing Grand Theft Auto 5 with its online and all the rest of it, but... And that then it still I, makes more money than any other game in the history of video yeah, games. Yeah, and all the rest of it. And it does, That's true. But that was kind of available on the 360, so I I kind of went with Red Dead Redemption 2 instead. Because that that game kind of... Graphically, it was amazing. Um, and I actually quite... Once you got into the story and the wonder in between places, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it kind of... It definitely pushed what a video game can be. Um, I wouldn't say, you know, it reminded me a lot of like Death Stranding when we we were talking about that in the previous episode. You know, a lot of that, a lot of Red Dead Redemption 2 was just traveling around the map. Hmm. Yeah, that is. But uh, one one thing that uh, I almost put that game on my list just for how amazing the details of the world were like just wandering around was a game in itself where you could just kind of wander around enjoy the environment and the environment had its own kind of storytelling that you could just kind of see how the world lived in that game and yeah it, it really, felt really like impressive. a very complete yeah. world with like side and like the side quests or just the people you met you know, it didn't. It didn't suffer from that. Oh, I've heard this speech five times before. I think yeah. it. I think it also lends in a different way uh, with uh, Rockstar being shepherding in this. Like this generation was way more conscious of crunch, and I think Rockstar and Red Dead Redemption obviously took a lot of flack for that. And uh, it's it's not a positive thing, but it's a notable thing of this generation that I think that game is also guilty of yeah it's also a notable game because it came on two discs <laughs> yeah people forget that how big that like game was and then it had the download and all the rest of it oh like that, that's the, that's the only thing i'm not looking forward to in the next generation is it's like you know you got a game like that that's 150 gig 200 gig and it's kind of digital baby yeah. yeah, games yeah. games are getting huge, no doubt there, and they're oh, going to get bigger and more well, bloated. Well, you've got digital. It's not that that's the problem. It's the hard drive you're putting it on. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. matter if it's disc or download. Right. I don't, I don't think they're going to be crossing 600 gigs for a game for a while. True, but you oh. want more than one game on your system. <laughs> I think I think Eight, within five uh, or six days, I could delete it. Within a year, we're going to have one over 200 easy. We already do have Call of Duty. Yeah. Yep. Call of Duty? No, yeah. Okay, that is over 200. Okay. Call it, call it, we've already hit it. Entered its middle age spread. It's just getting wider and wider. And bigger but that's and bigger. if you install the entire thing. I think they finally broke it up between online and campaign. Yeah, but... I've heard the new Medal smart. of Honor VR game is going to be like 196 mega, or gigabytes. Oh, so it's uh, pretty big. Jesus 100... That's by respawn, yeah. though. That should be interesting. Yeah. Anyway, dead. Red, Red Dead, Dead was too. definitely a, a marker on to the next generation and kind of like probably the one of the high watermarks of this generation. Okay. At least graf- graphically, even if you didn't care for its storytelling. Right, right. And size. <laughs> right. <laughs> just, yeah. Just... yeah, no doubt. Aaron, Jared, who wants to go next? 
I think I got this one. So I, honestly, my number five on this one, it was kind of a hard one to put on, but not fully because it's a killer. Uh, I'd say Rocket League. Rocket League is definitely a Ooh. game of our generation. Just because yeah. it's so easy to get into, anybody can literally pick up the controller and play that. And on top of that, it's multi-platform. Not a lot of games are like that. I mean, there are some, but this this one did such a good job. They did. They made so much money. They made the free instantly after making as much money as they it's did. A, it's the test case for that, for a game being given for free right at launch. They kind of they were like the yeah. pilot with PlayStation Plus with that. I didn't actually yeah. think of that game, but that is a definite worthy contender. Aaron actually stole one of mine. It's earlier. It comes later on in my list, but I did pick it. I do think that that game is a game of the generation. It's uh, it uh, cross plat. They piloted cross platform play and then had to shut it down. Yeah, <laughs> because uh, I mean they they were ready. They did a lot of things. It was a huge. I agree, hundred percent. That and we played so. I mean, if you look at our oh, hours in the game, platinum, platinum. we all we all platinumed <laughs> it. We I all have, did. I have like three hundred some hours in that game. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh yeah. Good choice, Aaron. One Good thing. choice. Yeah. Yeah. Jared. Thank you. I. Yeah. My number five is Titanfall Two. Ooh, that's a good and one. Why? I didn't think about that one. Is because it's a model for how first-person shooters feel now and i think it was a really good starting point for developers to figure out fine-tuning uh the sliding even wall running in a lot of different games uh they actually oh. really just perfected it they really yeah, that, was, that was a weird game because it did, just didn't seem to get that much traction really well, it for... launched between call of duty and battlefield like the week in between yeah, those two yeah. games it just got and it's like much better than both of them <laughs> Yeah. In my humble opinion, oh, but, totally better than you know. It offered, it offered something new, and the the story is actually really good. And yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but the really good player is block. actually very is a, an excellent standalone game without the multiplayer, and the multiplayer obviously is dang good too. Yeah, I didn't play as much of it as uh, what uh, Dave and Ian, but uh, I I played through the story and played a little bit of multiplayer, and uh, yeah. now. As as time goes by, you can see all the big players are putting the same kind of feeling into it because it just felt so perfect. Uh, as, as I kind of mentioned earlier, it's really good building blocks for other developers to base their controls off of. Yeah, I played I played a lot of that multiplayer. But... Yeah, that game was fantastic. Great game. Yep. All right, uh, my number five. Uh, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Is Death Stranding. I uh, uh, I don't need to talk more about too. how awesome that game is, but I do think the game uh, was something new. Uh, it showed that Hideo Kojima was a legitimate game designer, not just within Metal Gear. And uh, I don't know. I just you had. Ne- I don't think we've ever seen anything quite like it before. Yeah, and I think I, I also <laughs> thought it did a really good job of bringing um, big name actors into the video game. But they weren't distracting just because they were the face and the name. You know, they actually had something to say and they played, you know, it worked really well with his narrative kind of storytelling. Plus all the hype leading up to the game and everyone was thinking, oh, this game's just going to get delayed. It's going to be late. And the game hit right on time. It just, you know, like, you, 
you know, you kind of need those like big artsy directors, you know, yep. like, uh, you know what I mean? So like, it's kind of cool to have that big artsy, triple A artsy video game developer. And, and I uh, can also see why some people didn't like that game as well. You oh, know, it's sure. not, it isn't necessarily for everyone, but I, we all really enjoyed it. <laughs> but I think it's an important game. Oh, and as we talked about yes. the whole, uh, the whole aspect of connecting with other people, even though you're not really playing with them. That whole thing, I hope that makes a big like. I hope yeah, that, that persistent world was moves fantastic. forward in a way. Like I think those are big ideas there. That um, it's an important game. I think it'll probably end up getting forget it, forgotten. I hope it doesn't. But uh, I think it did some really cool things that only this. I'll, you know... lo Go ahead. I'll load it up on my birthday. <laughs> hmm. I want my cake. Which I believe is, which I believe is this week, right? It's no, out. that's the yeah, it's the twenty second. So we still got a while. I thought this was the 12th. My bad. You better, well, cancel, there was a two you in better it. cancel the stripper, the strippergram, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Send her home and Put make sure she gives that money there. back, Jared. Her. Just don't forget to reschedule, okay? Yes. I mean, come on. Uh, I, I can't promise that. She was very bitchy the first time around. Uh, I'll try, but no promises. All right, All right Dave. How Dave, about number, uh, number four. four, huh? Uh... Which one should I go for? I'm, I'm going to go for the one that isn't a video game on my list. What? Oh. you like this. Huh? Oh, you like this one. you probably guess what it is. But anything on PlayStation VR. Oh, I think, yeah, I think yeah. it was the first time that VR actually became this generation. And, and the same on the PC where uh, VR actually kind of broke through to the mainstream somewhat. I don't think it had quite the success and no one's... No one's really quite got a killer app for it, but they've come close. So, like, Farpoint VR and um, yeah. some of the driving games and Eve Valkyrie. And then I'd be interested to play um, Star Wars Squadrons as well in VR. Yeah, it's I, great feel, in VR. I feel like that is nice. those space simulators are, the, uh, are where the VR should really shine. Well, anything that has to deal with flight, because uh, using just a stationary screen where you look right in front of you that's that's not really efficient because being able to look up at the different windows that you have even in cars yeah is, the racing games were the same being able to look yeah, where you go in it, kind it of feels thing. a lot more natural and uh pleasant so yeah although it's not a video game i've i've i thought that was an important it, it was definitely important. something that pushed gaming forward. For sure, that was definitely something of this generation, and I yes. totally didn't even think about it. I totally like just because I feel for me personally, is it kind of it's faded a bit. I'm not like super. No, honest. I I would totally agree with you that I don't feel it's lived up to its potential and it's faded a little bit. But I also it it was a very big deal, and like this generation is the first generation where you've actually had games that were. Yeah, it didn't feel made, like... A, and they also looked good. It didn't feel it like wasn't a gimmick. Novelty. Yeah, it didn't feel... Yeah. yeah, exactly. It was like, oh, this could happen. We just need to refine this. Make it well, easier. Well, even, like, a lot of games that you could play in VR, you could just play as a regular video game, too. So, yeah. you know, they both felt completely different. Like, they were different experiences. It's funny, but though, I like They created... They did that, but at first, some of those games were only VR, and then later, they patched it in that you could then... Because they wanted yes. to recoup money on yeah. those games. Star Trek right. was one that did that, wasn't it? It was VR for a while, and then it became... Uh, you could play it on normal. 
Yeah, I don't know if they added that later, if it was a feature when it came out. But uh, yeah, no, it was a, it was example. a later edition on that one. I remember because same, I... same thing with like that Battle Zone game and Thumper. Mm. I think oh. it was like that. Yeah, yeah, but it's good. It's I, good to give the games life. I I feel like that was a big push this generation that the PlayStation did. They tried something new with um with VR, and I I don't think it quite pulled off. But I also think that. They were close enough, and pe- most people have a, a, a generally positive opinion of it that they didn't, you know, scare off the I think, next. I think Sony time thought game. they were more successful than they thought they were going to be. Honestly, yeah, there was a lot more I, games that ended up being, like the fact that Star Wars Squadrons is still, you know, the whole Dreams yeah, thing in VR. St- like, there's a lot of games that still decided to go VR. I mean, Sony must have like the oh, okay, we got a little. And the most- I like the fact that there are still titles coming out that have like VR content in them. I, you know, I not... think. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, it, we're we're almost at the end of the generation, like you say, and there's still titles that come out with VR support. That's... Well, so with with the PSVR, I think the only thing that's really held them back from generational leaps is the PlayStation Four. Uh, like PCs have released lots like several oh, yeah. different models of each vr headset that's been out like the yeah. oculus has and wireless had several too. the vive has had several versions and there's of course the ones that don't even require a pc because the technology's changed so much but oh, the, yeah. con- the console market is not going to upgrade their vr headset every two years having, so having said that yeah minecraft just came out on vr like last yeah. month yeah, my, so my daughter, daughter played did, a little bit. Yeah, my daughter played a little bit. Kind of made the sick, she said, but <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole of Yeah, I wonder. Yeah. Well, well, my daughter plays in uh, creative mode. So yes, so whenever you double jump, that second time you hit jump, you start flying. So you're like, ah! <laughs> yeah. It's just leaving the ground all of a sudden. It's kind of an odd feeling when you're not expecting it. Cool. We should move on. Dave, good choice. Uh, Aaron, I believe you're next. Number four. All right. Yeah, so my number four is not exactly VR, but what they did for most games that's kind of really cool in a sense was Hellblade with the Sinew Sacrifice. That, honestly, I think that game, even though it's it's not VR, they, they did something that... The sound. A lot of other games, yeah, the whole stereo, the whole... It, it, was in, it was in VR on PC. Oh, oh wow. it was? Yeah. Oh, man, that'd be trippy. Yeah, I actually played a little bit of that game today because I wanted to see the new uh, sound drivers that the PS5 had, and the sound still just blows my mind. Uh, it's not even just the sound. It's just what they add to the experience in the game. That's Yeah, you could play that game on its own without the headphones. Yeah, that's great. I tried that for a little bit. It wasn't the same. I put my headphones back on and just played through the whole way through that that whole thing where she's like schizophrenic, schizophrenic, but like here's the voice and stuff like that. That was honestly, I don't think a lot of games do that, and it was very different in a in a very very good way. I enjoyed it. I at at the beginning of this generation, I preferred having a big stereo system with surround sound speakers all around me. But now sure. I prefer playing with headphones with all my games. Right. It, it, just the sound clarity 
and the noise detection around you, the spatial audio, the binaural, you know, sound and all that stuff is really, really amped it up in uh, these generations where it can simulate 7.1 surround sound. And uh, it's just really impressive, really, really impressive. Right. And it's just getting better. I'm excited to see where sound goes. Headphone technology is getting way better. And the consoles, all the consoles are really jumping on top of that. I got a, I got a, uh, I got a quick yeah. question for Aaron. Uh, so hmm. that game blew your mind. You going to buy an Xbox so you can get the sequel? Since it's exclusive, no, no, I, I'm putting my I'm putting my money aside for the PS5. Any any little spare change I can put is going to PS5. I I love the one. I feel like it should have ended at one because it looked like it ended at one. I don't think that should. I don't know if the I don't know how the sequel is going to turn out, but I don't really care because I feel like the ending was it ended there. That can always was, can always make a sequel. True, but honestly, I feel like some things should just been left at where it is, not keep going. It's cool. It's sometimes beat it dead. Jared, number four. So number four, you know, Sony came out with their controller, and they pretty much just went with play, create, share. And the game that really pushes those boundaries, you guys already know what I'm going to say, is Dreams. Because that encompasses everything they were pushing at the beginning of the console generation. And it's just a technology that blows every other creation tool that's ever been on console out of the water. Like in the past, there was RPG creator, fighter creator, that kind of stuff. And it was very rudimentary and really complicated. And they, with Dreams, added these really easy-to-use tools that anybody can really just pick up and practice and get you know, decent enough to make something work and be fun. So, so where's the couch masterpiece, Jared? Have you created it yet? Yeah, you're the one who has to no. do it. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> well, there's a problem. Uh, there's too many games. <laughs> too many there's too games. many games. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for that, uh, DLC. <laughs> too many games. Yeah, too many darn games. Like, if, if I was... In my late teens, early twenties, when I, you know, spent ninety percent of my life playing video games, and Dreams came out, I think it would be a way different story. Like I don't know what things would be like if I could actually spend time in that. It might actually right. unlock the creative side of my mind because I've had a lot of ideas I'd love to do in Dreams. I just, you know, find want to play other things. My hope for Dreams. I mean, obviously, I don't know how well it's done or how many people are in there creating, but with my PS or any of the consoles, that there would be a Dreams marketplace where I could try the games that people have created. Now, I don't need to get the yeah. game to make the game and play the game and create my own content, but I would like to try out the content that other people have created. And if there was like a small marketplace where I could just pop on, download a tiny little file, you know, play play the game, yeah. you know, that would be that would awesome. Be cool. And I think that's something that Dreams should continue to pilot. You know, I, I you know, I don't know. That's something so, I wish they would do. How many months do you think it will be until it's free on PS Plus? I don't know, but I don't, I don't want to. <laughs> I'm not. I don't know if I'm going to play the game or create anything. I don't know. I just wish there was just... Yeah, a... I'm not interested in the creation 
part. <laughs> I want to see or what even, other I'm not even that curious yeah. about the main campaign the game has. I'm just, I just wish there was a place where I could just go to download a Dreams game. Yeah, yeah, totally. And a lot of a lot yeah. of people really wished it would be on PC so people could create with the tools. Right. So it it has a lot of potential, and I hope it's not locked forever. Uh, I think. I think they have pretty bold dreams for it. No pun intended, but uh, yeah, me, Media yeah. Molecule really wants to take it places. And I, can see I, Sony I think putting they, it out there on PC, that would make them money. I mean, for all this. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy, would it? You know, that would give it a second life for sure. Well, the Game Awards is uh, in a few <laughs> days. Uh, maybe we'll get some crazy announcements. Who knows? All right. Uh, my number four uh, on the PS4 God of War. That is my Ooh, number. The the, uh, oh, the, man. Uh, the uh, that's on my list. The re that's on basically the coming of age of Sony is is in this game. It's like you know juvenile, immature Sony growing up to be mature Sony, uh, going through some weird stumbling blocks in the middle, and then this game is just completely redesigned. It's this like faux no loading game where it's actually loading, but you never really know it's loading and. The story's yeah. more grown up, and it's the better game to Red Dead because it won Game of the Year. <laughs> mm. No, I would totally buy this. It is a better, um, more accessible game than Red Dead. I never not, liked. Not God, even that. It's not even that. I never yeah. liked God of War, and then I like love that game. You know, like I like totally yeah. turned a character that I yeah. didn't care for into a character I cared for, and it's just uh, it was not what I was expecting and it just blew I'm like I knew what was gonna come from Red Dead Two. I knew it was you know, I know those ha- mm-hmm. I did not yeah. know really what to expect from God of War and it was not what I was expecting and it just it's just I mean I could see I I, I understand that being the flagship PlayStation game of the generation for sure. Um I just think some other games you know, obviously anyway. But God of War I think yeah. it's a brilliant game. Uh just it does just how much how much grown growing up this industry has done is kind of remarkable like well look at that just game, just looking at that game is wow oh yeah other than its looks and uh, the camera it's just also i think inspiration for other writers to oh totally. uh, to really look at their characters and see where they could go instead of just re- rinsing and repeating the same gameplay same story all that kind of stuff so I think it's a really good template for other writers and developers to really rethink these characters if they think their game series are just kind of on the edge of dying. That It's really okay to rethink who that character has become over time. Mm-hmm. I think and it's the last the, time the fans we all, will grow with it. I think it's the last time we all agreed on a game of the year. <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah, every single yeah. one of us, yeah. Right. That game is amazing. Honestly, I can't wait for the sequel whenever that comes along. Because that, that little teaser with, uh, what's his name, Rag- popping up Thor outside his door. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, I'm excited for that. Supposedly, it's coming out next year. So we'll we'll see. We'll see. All, All the right, more reason to get PS5. I have my doubts. It hasn't been announced to be on PS4 like Horizon has. But oh. there's uh, speculation that it's going to be, so you might have a good chance to play it before you even have to worry about that. Eh, I still want a PS5. Yeah. All right, Dave. Spe- speculative. All right, Dave. Number three. Mm-hmm. Oh, so my uh, my next game is No Man's Sky. Oh, yeah, buddy. To talk that's about. A good one. Uh, I mean, Ooh. 
I, I know I've said I don't enjoy, I don't it's not for me and I just don't seem to be able to get into it. I can see why people would get into it. And I, the other thing I have to say is it was just amazing that it was developed by such a small team to begin with. But what's even more amazing is it was it last month they finally dropped a big, you know, a big, big update. Right? It wasn't very long ago. I know that. Mm-hmm. And they also implemented their PS5 upgrade. Yeah. I mean, they've supported that game through thick and thin. They've added VR. They've added multiplayer. True multiplayer. Yeah, multiplayer DLC. Basically, the equivalent of like a sequel, if nothing, uh, or you know, many many packs of DLC, and it's all been free. And I have to say that you know, I think that's yeah of the time spent on one game developer. You know, showing how a developer should support a game, No Man's Sky is is the way forward. They've done an amazing oh, yeah, job, absolutely. even though, as I say, the game is the game doesn't really do much for me, and I'm I just don't seem to be able to get into it. I can totally see why people can, and I also really respect that the developers didn't just drop it like a hot potato when it didn't kind of meet people's expectations to begin with. Yeah, there's a I'm definitely glad a bunch. There's definitely a bunch of that, like in this gener, like the overhype of video games that happened yeah. in this generation. Like it happened with Anthem, and you know, you know, just get hyped and then they fall. No Man's Sky is one of the games that, like, well, we're gonna figure this out, pull ourselves up by the bootstraps, and yep. we're gonna fix. We have everything. a good game in the. We yeah. just need tightening, and maybe a little more content around the edges, kind of thing. Though I, I was, I I think... was happy with the content, but. Oh yeah. yeah. But, I, but, but they didn't drop it. That's the that's the amazing thing to me is they've they've released these massive updates that that aren't just like minor tweaks. They completely changed the whole game. Right. Oh, totally did. Like what? More planets, better graphics, underwater life forms, other people. I mean, it's like they made they even made conditions for building things different. Like throughout, cause I remember in the beginning, you could literally pretty much take anything you find and just make antimatter fuel now it's like a giant process to see if we get the component to possibly make it and then to get other components to do that and then combine it even to possibly antimatter potential fuel and then that becomes something else entirely if you do it wrong it's like okay you guys are making this a little bit too more realistic can you go back to kind of basically the way you were they did <laughs> add a creative mode oh yeah they did that's true they did and i a, did and a see that. death mode yeah, and a permanent. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah, and survival mode. Anyway, I hope so, I hope some of you guys have got some Switch games or something because mine are all PlayStation. <laughs> well, No Man's Sky's no, on Xbox mine. and PC. Yeah, true, and I suppose Rocket League was all systems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was yeah multi-platform. Red Dead is on oh, multi-platform. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm thinking true. more Switch than anything, but uh, you know. Oh uh, yeah, oh, that's gonna be hard. Of a generation? Nah, it's just that's just more Nintendo. N- Nintendo doing Nintendo, same old shit, different mm-hmm. console. Uh, Aaron, True. number three. All right, so this one was kind of a bit of a toss-up, but I'm gonna have to actually go with the game that we all played all at the same time the most is Destiny, the OG Destiny, the one we played 
where we need like what six episodes of the show just the destiny show there's more than more what than six think? episodes more than that uh, that least, my number yeah. one honestly of when oh, it comes yeah. to games Ian, of the generation ian's playing it right now oh so yes okay yeah which uh i i would like to remind uh you guys that this also was released on ps3 and Xbox 360. It was, wasn't it? And then they, oh, yeah. they didn't. Right. They, they yeah. kind of dropped it. Dropped it was at the to. very the end, though. There yeah. yeah. yeah, was a I... simul drop. Yeah. Yeah. We we played the yeah. beta on the PS3. We indeed. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but no, so that, that then... to me that was that's definitely a game of the generation, just because you could play it kind of single player by yourself, and it was a lot of fun. Or you can yeah. have even more fun with your friends, or you could play the player versus player experience. You know, there's just so much going. It tried to do all the things, and it actually did do them all pretty well. Once after the first month or two, once they figured out the, you know, the loot drop type stuff, it was oh, a bit yeah, rough that, that, first, that first month when they changed the rules every day. It seemed like. Yeah. And the one thing I liked about them also is they didn't give up on their anything in that because I would have put Anthem on there if it wasn't for the fact that once you literally beat the game, there was jack shit to do. That pissed me off so much about that game. Spent this money on it, and after you beat it, that's it. There's nothing to do, even though they say there's a lot to do. There really wasn't. But Destiny... Even though you beat the game, there's still stuff to do. And on top of that, they actually supported the game by putting multiple DLC, even they had to pay for it, but at least they supported it. Kind of like No Man's Sky, but I I just like the fact that they supported it, honestly, after you oh. beat it. And it still felt fun. I, I think the biggest accomplishment of Destiny for its fans was the implementation of a new thing, at least in shooters, was the raids. Oh yeah, raids. I, I almost forgot about that for some reason. Yeah, no, I that think a... that's what keeps people championing this series. Uh, mm-hmm. Since you know it had to be two games for some reason, uh, is they the people keep coming back for the raids. They just that's all they really want. Of course, the yeah. you know the different playlists and the public events, all that stuff. That's a lot of fun, but the hardcore fans just really have to dive in and. They have such really such impressive puzzles that people spend hours and hours and hours mm-hmm. at a time just beating their heads against these things to try and figure it out. Yeah. It's like a uh, completely new thing that a lot of other developers have really dug their teeth into. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, MMOs have had raids and junk like that for a long time, but it wasn't. it's always been like an RPG kind of a click, click, click thing. Yeah. I will have more to say uh, later on in my list. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Uh, Of course, I I bet that's uh, a number. uh, All right, Jared, what's your number three? (laughs) Well, I didn't get to really speak about it, but uh, No Man's Sky was my number three as well, Dave. Um, Being the number one fan of that game series, or not series, but game, um, I've played each expansion, watched it grow, and it's, I think... What it really did to the game development world is show developers that there's hope. If people don't like their game at the start, there's still a chance that they can still implement their vision because 
time right. time is something that doesn't stop and mm-hmm. it's really hard to meet video game fans especially to meet their demands what they want a game to be versus what the game's going to be when it comes out I think that is a big lesson in the industry that No Man's Sky really championed and made it as good as possible. And everybody's like, why do you guys keep releasing stuff? You know, because they they keep doing it and Mm -hmm. impressing everybody. Every time a new update comes up, everybody just throws their hands up and they're like, what am I supposed to do about this now? Come on. I also think think every time they release an update, they actually get more players. It's not like... You know, like Destiny probably started with how many million, and then every time they updated the DLC, you know, people dropped off. And yeah, I well, think yeah. it's almost the opposite with No Man's Sky. It's like every time they release a DLC, they get a few more players and bring back, as well as bringing back some of the people who've already played it. Well, yeah, no, no doubt about losing players every time a paid update comes out. Like I, mm-hmm. I stopped playing Destiny because now I'm four pack passes behind i'd have to buy all four passes to be caught up uh, and even then even then certain planets were dropped out so i wouldn't be able to visit them anyways as far as i know like just for story bits i don't think the planets would be there like i don't even know how that's that would work so i'm i'm so confused about destiny 2 now that i can't go back it's it's hopeless yeah like i i i installed it last night and played it today just to just to check it out on the PS5, you know, whatever. Uh, but uh, it's like it drops you in. You're already playing like the first intro mission to the new uh, DLC, and then it's like two, two or three times before I even got to go to the tower. It's like buy me now, buy me now. It's throwing this ad in my face, and then I go into the tower and I look at this wall. Like, oh yeah, buy these exotics. Oh no, you can't. You have to have this pass. Oh, buy these exotics. No, you have to have that pass. You know, you're just locked out unless oh, you've been a fan through the whole thing. You have to hold their hand through this whole thing if you want to keep up. Yeah, yeah. It makes you wonder what the answer is. Do they charge more at the start so everyone buys it and then they can support it for longer? Or not that yeah, I, re- I, I not, not that I really I want think... to get too far into this, but like, I mean, Bill and I talked a little bit about this on the last Destiny episode. But it's interesting that this is Bungie's choice to push forward harder on this vision. Whereas we all thought when they were with Activision, it was Activision was the reasoning behind all of this. Yeah, you know? we thought the publisher was it was the money, but, not money grab. Bungie but, obviously but, needs the money so bad to keep this game floating that they're yeah. just trying to. It, it's just weird. It's a weird thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess if, if they're going kind of with a model of what World of Warcraft, other than paying a subscription, you know, you, you still have to buy every single pack, as far as I know. But I, I just assumed like. Okay, after they release this one, you'll get this one free, blah blah blah. But that's definitely not the case. Uh, but nope. uh, back back to No Man's Sky. Every content update's been free, and I I haven't even looked if you can buy stuff from the market in No Man's Sky. They they do have an, a currency they can earn by playing online stuff. So I'm assuming you can buy some of that currency. But yeah, I I've never spent the time to look, but. Uh, I think Dave was right that every time they release an update, more people get interested and purchase the game. I'd I'd be interested to see like a retrospective of No Man's Sky in a few years, just talking about sure be like, there. Uh, the process and the sales after each update and how how that all worked for them to yeah, keep it would be a wonderful going. 
wonderful yeah, because... insight to see how like how they actually made it all work financially. Yeah, and I I think at the time it was released, it was like the best selling game on PlayStation Four, like yeah, ever. PlayStation backed that whole that whole initial you know launch and help in in production of that. Or yeah, and there were only game. like five or ten people working on it, wasn't there? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't yeah, it's it a wasn't very a big team. budget game. And they got delayed because yeah. their, their studio was flooded and all their gear had to <laughs> yeah there was, yeah that's yeah. right. Jeez. That's yeah, a movie, but, uh, right? There. I, 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 oh, yeah, I, I think it, like, a documentary. Probably, yeah, right. There'd be a great documentary there. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to see. I it would watch potential. it for sure. But um, I think that's about enough about No Man's, no Man's Sky. Sky. But, right. uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Dave, number. Oh no, it's me. What? My number three. I forgot my number three. Oh, sorry, guys. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, my number three is the king of them of king of all rpgs this generation and the father of them all it would be the witcher 3 it's the reason all these games are so giant and big and bloated uh but witcher 3 is the pinnacle of the rpg it's the reason you have breath of the wild it's the reason assassin's creed went to origins and odyssey it's it's uh you know, it's it is the game. It has these great side quests. It has great characters. It's beautiful. Um, it's just it's the game I've never played. It's the game. <laughs> it's, right. It's the game. You know, game I never played. Play, I want to, but it, it's it, why it, other games are spending time on side quests. Right. It's just exactly. Yeah. It's just it is, it is, and it you can see its DNA in all these games. I mean, Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption, and you know, just all of this. Even the more RPG elements in God of War. It's just, you know, a lot of the side quests in God of War were really good. It's just that is The Witcher's 3, and that is, for better or worse, it's the game that I agree with that. did all this. And you see it's a long-running effects. And uh, I really enjoyed the game. I played through, I got all three endings. Um, uh, great character. It spawned a television show on Netflix. You know, it's... I did enjoy the television yeah. show, and that actually made me want to go back and play it. Perhaps try the video game. It's a great game, and it's. I need cheap. to watch that series. Um, but uh, yeah, so Witcher you, you Three. You can borrow my copy, Dave. I actually have it physical too. So. You know, I, I don't. Know. I don't know if I'd. I want to play it. It's, it's almost too, like too big. <laughs> like that. That's a bit that scares me. It's like, man. It's a big game, but uh, yeah, I, I thought it was worth it. I had a lot of fun playing that game. I really enjoyed it. it. Has a good ending. It's it's good all the way through. It's just a solid. Like a lot of other RPGs. Even Odyssey and Assassin's Creed, you know, they just a lot of bloat, and uh, but yeah. So Witcher Three, that, I'm, I'm giving. That's I what mean, keeps me away from a lot of games. It's yeah, it, it's funny. It's not like one of my favorite games, but as far as the game for this generation, it is the it is the reason a lot of these games are. I mean, some of them are really Ghost of Tsushima, shorter but really good. It it, it borrows heavily yep. in side quests, strong side quests. I mean, that's that's Witcher Three right there. So. Anyway, yeah, it goes to Shishim is good. So that's uh, that's my number three. Uh, Dave, number two. My number two is Anthem. <laughs> Game oh. of a generation. I'll tell you why. Because it was the biggest disappointment of this generation. <laughs> I mean, in, in, a, in a generation of disappointments, Mass Effect, yeah. uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. Uh, oh, I, I think oh, it beat Mass Effect Effect Andromeda. Well, that one was good at the end, at least. By by a long a long score, but yeah, it's the same studio, so I suppose we yeah, the death just, of Bioware. <laughs> we should have just said the death of Bioware. We could just, yeah. we could just uh... call it the descent of Bioware, but you know, but uh, yeah, I was watching a documentary on how that game was made, and it's like it, it's just an example of who hu- hubris and 
not having a plan, not having a game, even just kind of, uh, you know. But by the same token, it is one. It is a very beautiful game, and the Iron Man suit was kind of cool. But yeah, it it just felt, it just felt like it was like a movie without a director. You know, if you just asked a bunch of people to film, film random bits and then put it all together in the blender, Justice it League. didn't. Yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't a coherent game. And then I love the fact that they had this roadmap to fix it, and then they're like, "Yeah, sod that. We'll just get rid of the roadmap." It's still See on their roadmap, though. They're still saying they're working on it. <laughs> yeah, it's only because they want to try and Believe sell it too. Yeah. But yeah, I, that game made my list because it was the biggest. It was the most one of the most hyped games of the generation and oh, i feel like it was one of the most blatant letdowns of the generation you know like no man's sky we were just talking about it didn't appeal to everyone when it came out and maybe it was a bit overhyped but there was still a game there and it was still a lot of fun for people to play but anthem didn't succeed as a role-playing game and it didn't succeed really as a shoot a loot shooter it just meh but man, it was sure fun to play. <laughs> I'm surprised it came together that how it did. I mean, I still had fun with it. So yeah, yeah. I, did, yeah, I, had, I had a bit of fun. I, 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 I didn't think there was much there. It was a very bare bones effort. It felt like they'd find. It felt like basically they'd spent six years developing it. Figured, oh shit, we gotta rush this. We gotta get this out. And they just hadn't spent enough time actually developing the story and the. You know, making a make making it so it was a forty-hour game instead of kind of a mishmash but, of little bits and bobs. Budgets and time Definitely restraints. Mishmash. I don't. I don't know about time restraint. The time restraints is Bioware's own fault. Didn't they start mm -hmm. working on it six years before it was released? I mean, they had plenty of time. They just there was just no strong lead. There's no leader there, as far as I can tell. That was. No one had a vision, or it was kind of the opposite of Death Stranding. No one had a no one had a vision right. of what they wanted the game to be. It they was had, like, yeah. well, let, let's I mean, try and I saw, a little bit of Destiny. I saw what Dave. I've seen the thing where Dave is talking because it's basically the idea where like they they had the flying mechanic, and then the EA president was like, "Well, make a game with this," and then that's what their directive was. It's like, well, what do we do? <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> anyway, I just feel it's a game of a generation because it was like it was like the big blockbuster movie that just totally bombs. But there's a lot of games. I mean, uh, this is one of the bombs. But there was a lot of these kind of shooter looter and other kind of you know games that just bombed. You know, that's a, there's a lot of bombs this year. You know, it's a weird or this uh -huh. generation is kind of interesting. true. But I, I felt like that was the most vacuous one Ooh, of the lot. For sure, for sure. But... Oh yeah. I there was very little game actually hidden in the pretty wrapper. <laughs> I, I did get an aluminum case. It was a very pretty aluminum <laughs> case. I'm just you glad I bought my case. aluminum case for five bucks. And yeah, that's right. So you the did game know. only cost the You're game selling. only yeah. cost me like forty five instead of sixty or whatever. Oh, yeah. All right, I pre-ordered oh. pre it. Yeah. Aaron, number two. All right. All right. My number two is Horizon Zero Dawn for. PS4 and that game was just god damn that game was good. And PC now. I'm glad. Oh uh, yeah. And 
That's right, it is for PC, finally. But no, that game was all around one of the perfect storms. It was a unique story, fun gameplay. Graphics are just on point. That game definitely set a precedent for anything coming in the years after that as well. I feel like for its type of story, a lot of Maybe. games feel like I have to, have to step it up after that. My only fault was... with that game was it was it was just it took a lot of things that had already been done well and did them well. Yeah. I don't really True. feel like it was. I mean, I really loved it and I really loved the story and the mechanics, but I didn't feel like there was anything that new in it. It was just taking right. a lot, the best bits of like a lot of games and making them putting them into one. Yeah, they right. did all the things I, really good. And that's the only reason they didn't make my list was honestly is, you know. I think one of the things it does uh, show though too was uh, Sony's faith in letting their first party studios make something not of their franchise go up and do new ideas and you see that a true. lot with uh you know Uncharted or Naughty Dog makes Last of Us. I guess that was earlier, but uh then you have obviously them making Horizon Zero Dawn and then Insomniac or well, it's not like making Spider-Man, but uh, what's the infamous, infamous um, guys? What is their studio's name? Oh, infamous! It's not Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch making Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. Oh, it was Sucker Punch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know, Sony has a lot of faith in these, you know, single-player first-party games. That Sony does do. See, they have done well this generation. Well, most generations in introducing new franchises that yeah are actually right. people want to play. Especially yeah, in a generation I'm, I'm, that was so focused in multiplayer, for Sony yeah. to like double down on single player games was pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad they didn't give yeah. up on the single player game because uh, everybody was saying single player was dead, and Sony really ramped that up and showed people that they were absolutely wrong. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yep. So Horizon for but, Aaron, Jared, what's your number two? Well, Dave mentioned it as a whole, but Astrobot Rescue Mission. <laughs> because uh, it, yes, uh, Astrobot Rescue Mission was uh, like uh, Astro's Playroom. It was a showcase for what VR would be really good at. And uh, just showing perspective and different controls for uh, just the basic, I don't know, just the viewpoint of a character being in vr wasn't the only thing that you could do in vr you could actually show the whole world through the the camera of what it was a robot that you're following astrobot around with you know you didn't have to be first person and gritty or anything like that it showed that VR didn't have to be a serious murder simulator, you know, like everybody was releasing, hey, look, you got guns and this, guns and that. And they're like, we got this cute robot. We're we're going to make a really spectacular platformer out of this. And they they succeeded on every level. I, I love that game. My, my daughter's actually playing through it right now, and she is just having the time of her life. She loves it. Awesome. Very cool. Uh, my number two, Aaron already mentioned it. It is Rocket League. Uh, dude, I don't know. This game has lasted, not only is it this generation, but it's lasted this entire generation and it has gone through. So it's gone through its original model, which was the free, 
uh, but $20 version and it had some updates. Then it went through the season pass generation where it was offering a season pass. And then it's now in its final form where it's free to play. I mean, this game, I mean, we don't even know if we're ever going to get a new one. It's, this game just keeps going and going and going. It has still like so many people play like the player count to my knowledge has not gone down on this game. Uh, it's basically the official. It's basically yep. the official couch co-op game of of game night. I mean, we don't always play, but we generally yep. usually play it. And there's a lot of games that you guys will be playing that I don't want anything to do with. But if Rocket League comes out, I'm generally always going to play. It's just such. It's, yeah. It controls so well. It's uh, the physics are so much fun. It's such a poly. I mean, if. We we played the original way back on PS3 once, and it's just kind of a mess of a game. Yeah, uh, but man, I, I don't even remember what it was called. It was some wild, crazy game, battle but, uh, something arena. But yeah. uh, just it is such a fun game, and you get so competitive even when you're not really that competitive, and it's just uh, it's so much fun. And we've spent so much time playing it. And there's a lot of good memories of kicking each other's asses. I don't know, it's just <laughs> or ki- kicking other people's asses or. It's definitely a game oh, also yeah. that, you know, it's not so much fun playing it by yourself as it is more fun playing with other people, and uh, I don't know. It it would have been interesting, like, just seeing an alternate reality to see. I have a feeling it would have been just as popular if it wasn't free oh, on yeah. PlayStation Plus oh, yeah. when it launched. It might have oh, been I'm... a little bit of a slower uptick to get people to buy it. But I think in the end, it still right. would have been just as popular because it's just a very exciting and fun game to play. And anybody can pick it up and learn how to play it, it has really a easy. simple, simple loop. <laughs> you know. But you, if yes. you're an oh, advanced yeah. player, you can really, really ramp it up. So the really professional players, oh, yeah. is it's a completely different show. People love to watch that stuff. That's the other thing. It found a whole like professional audience. Like it's uh, yeah, know, like it's an, an e-sport. e-sport. It's oh, a whole totally e-sport. Did. I don't even think they were really. I mean, I'm sure that's what they wanted, <laughs> but I don't think they were expecting it. You know, I don't know. It's just it's an amazing. And then all the little, you know, I got it for free, and then you know, I've bought some of the licensed Batman car and the yeah, Fast I like and the, the Furious. I've never been locked out of it. Oh yeah, <laughs> you'll, never come... get, you'll never get locked out of it. I, I... I can't think of the company that uh, pub- published or uh, made it, but uh, it was like Psionics. It was like a side project. Like they didn't really want to finance it. They just were dinking around on it, weren't they? Like we're uh, gonna no, make I think this, they but... wanted to make the sequel, but they were uh, they were doing a lot of third party work, and they wanted to get out of third party work. Yeah, they were just kind of doing it in between projects or something like that. It's just and then the, one the story behind that game is really, really interesting. It's funny that doc- that documentary by No Clips or whatever they talk about, like when it went up for free on PlayStation, and then just how many people were downloading and playing it. They had to keep resetting. They had people buy the servers when they would just to reset them when they were going down, like just before they would go down or something. They they were like timing. They had not enough equipment to run support that game at that long. <laughs> like they were not expecting how yeah. big it got. It's pretty funny how they. In fact, it's like his wife or something. Like I don't know. They were like trying to figure out ways to fix it while they were telling her to do all this like resetting on servers and shit. It's pretty nuts. Yeah, what a wild success story. Anyway, I think oh, that's yeah. one of the yeah, great absolutely. stories. Yeah, and it's just a great game. It's still a great game. That would- that would be uh, the second one in the documentary trilogy, wouldn't it? With No Man's no, Sky. No, there is there is a great one. There's a great No Clips documentary. I recommend. Oh, I'll have to watch that. Then. Yeah, it's on it's on YouTube. No Clips. Uh, there's a Rocket League documentary. It is great. Uh, 
they talk, tells their whole story. Anyway, um, yeah, that's my game. I think. Anyway, awesome game, so good. Oh, no, that's good. Uh, we're doing ones, Dave. What's your number one? Oh, my number one's Destiny. I, oh. I know, I know, we've already talked about it, so there isn't actually that much more to say. But I have to say, as as a game. When I first got my PlayStation 4, it really showed off what the system could do graphically, you know, sound and gameplay-wise. I, you know, I've always liked the Halo games and Bungie. You know, the guns just feel good and they're memorable, and the weapon, the weapons on it feel like they've got some heft. I mean, just before you, before you even yeah, get yeah, into totally. like the story and the gameplay, it's and it, you know, as repetitive as it could be. There is a fun mechanic in there, and sometimes in the repetitiveness, especially when you're using your new weapons. And I know Ian hates this game. I can see him like shaking his head. But you know, hmm. it's. Uh, I I just I just have to say it's the only thing I didn't like about it was the um, how how the DLC would lock you out of particular areas or things. And I understand why. They did. I just. I would have preferred less intervals of DLC. You know, instead I'm, of three months, yeah. six months. Oh, there, was, just... there was only four DLCs for Destiny for however long it was out. I think it was out for... Well, so I suppose it was out for four years, but didn't the first one come out after about six months? Maybe. I think it, yeah. I think so. Yeah, I don't remember the timeline, but uh, I'm, I'm just thinking of all the good times you had, Dave, uh, doing drunk raiding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, we we had some uh, good old times and uh, party. just yeah, just so much happiness came out of the game. Like while yeah. while a lot of parts of it could be frustrating, being with your friends and dealing with that kind of stuff together uh, really really brought a lot of people together. It's just a very, uh, I mean, um, now it's like I can understand why Ian and Bill and. Some of the other guys have gone back to it because it's a, it's a very comforting game mechanic. It's it's very it's still fun, but it's also like watching your favorite TV show, you know, greatest hits. And but there's still just enough challenge there that it's not a complete walkover. For sure. So. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Well, I think a lot that of it also game. for me is that uh, we're getting to do these raids on challenge, and then we're getting to do the new raids. So there's a lot of new content that we're just scratching the surface of so it's all very new there's these and then we're doing some of the kind of more complicated weapons quests that were a little more secretive and you wouldn't know how to do it out of the, it's like a more of a puzzle yeah. so there's I, a lot I, of interesting stuff that we're doing this little it's just different and kind I, of i about getting the whole package even though it's 60 dollars just to play with you guys and then it's like <laughs> time coming anything then but yeah, I can totally see the attraction that you, you know, you didn't get, you didn't do all the raids the first time round, and there's sure. just, yeah, right. It's a fun game. It, it it works really well. It's a good game to play. You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Aaron, number one. I, I think you already know what this one's gonna be. You said it earlier, number four, Ian, and it's God of War. That game, I can't say much more about it. You already took pretty much every word I had right out of my mouth in a good way, of course. But that game is just you perfect finally, storm. You finally got your RPG God of War, you know? 
I'm yeah. happy about that. But no, that game is just... I can't say anything more about it. It's perfect. I can't wait for the sequel when it comes out. Hopefully when I get a PS5, it's there. I just, I'm just looking forward to it overall. There's not much more that can be said about that game. It just, it shows what you can do with a game and everything they did, which I didn't know the whole, they did it all in one shot. They didn't do loading, like, faux loading screens. I didn't know all the stuff I knew about that game. And they, amazing. That's all I got to say about it. I, gotcha. I'm, Pretty sure I've, I've, uh, I've done. I'm pretty sure I just got cab fare for how good I did the job on the CEO of the company talking about it. But what? I'm beat. I'm gonna go nap now. <laughs> All right, got a war. Uh, Jared, what's your number one? Yeah, I don't have too much more to say about it, but mine also was got a war. Uh, but I think uh, it was a good example to other developers about a secondary character that you don't have to babysit. Because, you, I oh, mean, yeah, yeah, there, 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 were, there was a couple points where you had to deal with his boy or whatever, you know, he he got captured or whatever. But it really wasn't a big issue. Like, in a lot of games, it's like yeah. you have to really drop things and go take care of your mm-hmm. second party. And then if you take too long, game over screen pops up and it's, uh, you know, you have to restart the whole thing. But he he could take care of himself, and that I really hope all developers take a hint from that because nobody wants to babysit a character in a game. Oh, totally for sure. Unless you're in the la- you know Last Guardian or. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. Nah, you did have to do babysitting. Okay, my number one is Destiny. Uh. I've been playing a lot of Destiny lately, and uh, it's given me a good time to reflect on Destiny. Uh, I did really love Destiny, and then obviously, like most of us, I kind of burnt out of it. But uh, in between that time, you know, you have Division 1 and 2, you have Anthem, you have the Avengers, you have all these, even Borderlands to an extent. You have, uh, Uh it's just, it's it kind of created the genre I mean, even Borderlands was already out, but mm-hmm. it created this looter-shooter multiplayer thing. Yep. That they just, they that, took it a little farther with the hubs right. and the raids and the whole thing. And I mean, it's just it was something that became very. That's what everyone was chasing. Even Destiny chased it into Destiny Two, which I don't think is that good of a game. And that's no. why I didn't get into Destiny. I, I mean, I know a lot of people liked it, but one of the reasons I'm now back in Destiny 1 is because I honestly believe it's the better game. Like, having played Destiny 2 on PS4, playing it on Stadia again with Bill, uh, and just not having it ever really grab me, uh, not ever having really that good of a time with it, and then coming back, and just, I don't, it's nostalgia for sure, but I just, I think it feels better. Uh, it's not as complicated with its questing and its fucking million currencies. It's just yeah, it, it's a fine line between too much right. like complication. Right. And I think that's a lot of stuff that plagues these other games. You know, like I like the division was pretty good, 
but it's just it's just very kind of blah to me. It's not Destiny where it's just like this sci-fi ex- ex- exciting world. It's just this boring New York or whatever it is. It's just this kind of boring blah place. I, I, I like I, the fact you could look at Destiny and tell which area or planet you're in. Mm-hmm. Like, at the distinct, you know, the moon was very washed out and Mars, obviously. And there, there is no other game out there where you can walk through an area and everybody will look and be like, whoa, what armor is that? Oh, right, <laughs> right. And that's the cosmetics and that's, were out of this world for Destiny. Right. And that's uh. very important. Fashion becomes, I mean, one of the games that's an honorable mention is Warframe, and that's a very fashion-driven game. But that yeah. game was a very game of this generation, in a sense, that kept growing. Um, but... Fashion and Destiny, fashion and Destiny too is awful. Like you're just ugly all the time. At least my character, I, I never felt the armor. You know, I'm, I'm nitpicking shit that I already talked about in the Destiny episode again. So I don't want to get too in the weeds with this shit. But I just feel like uh, it's a game that lasted this entire generation with me. And how can I yeah. not? That's the same thing with Rocket League. These are two games I've played from the beginning of this generation yep. to the end of this generation. And I think that's what makes totally. them games of the generation because they kept their hooks in me they did think they still have and done are doing things that are new or are good and no other game is really quite beat that and that that's yeah. that's like a pinnacle you know that other games need to look at and a lot of games failed and these games i still think you know kind of shine bright and i feel like that's my kind i guess in a weird way that's my definition of a game of a generation you know so yeah, well, and, and Destiny was okay with bringing RPG elements into the shooter genre, and I think that's what made it really successful, because uh, MMOs have been bringing cosmetics and different outfits and builds and all that stuff in for decades at this point. You know, it's been a, like 20 years since they've been giving really cool costumes if you do this mission or this uh, quest or whatever. And it took that long for us to get it in shooters. It's it's funny too. You, you mentioned builds, Jared. Like a lot of RPGs, I just build a character and never really deal with switching the build. This yeah. this return to this Destiny this time, Bill and I, we've had to mess with our builds. Go in and do switch things and change the build. We spent we spent a whole stream with this guy who was a glitcher, and we just were glitching around inside the Vault of Glass, and we had to switch all our all our builds to like high agility and just all to get into these areas without having to ever fight. It's just, just next level weird garbage that like just something new that Bill and I, okay, we'll go, we'll, we'll check it out. And we just spent like two hours. You were doing the other night. (laughs) We were just glitching around in vault of glass, make trying to fly across. Like it's just, it's just kind of amazing. Some of the shit you can do. Um, I don't know legitimately or not legitimately but <clears throat> but builds i've never really played much with the builds and you kind of f- start playing with that more and it is way more rpg than you ever th- kind of give it credit for to begin with but well that that's something a lot of video game fans really appreciate is numbers they i don't know why it's just like a good stat sheet and watching numbers go up and balance them and you just it's, you check off all these little marks yeah and, Destiny does that really well. Having said that, the other thing about Destiny is it's really easily accessible as well. Oh, for sure. Don't you don't need to go to that depth if you don't want to. For sure. You can still 
And I think that was one of the things about Anthem versus Destiny. It's like when you get a new weapon in Destiny, it's a big performance increase. Or, you know, you might trade off ammo for, like, firepower. But all the ones in Anthem were like, yeah, it's 1% more powerful than the last one I had. <laughs> True. That's another thing that Bill really likes about Destiny versus Destiny 2. Just the the commotion when you finish a public event and the amount of, you know grandiose like congratulations you get from beating it whereas destiny 2 is just kind of a (laughs) good job but but even then for for the like maybe two people listening to this that haven't played destiny they they can get destiny 2 for free it's true and play through a lot of content i really like destiny 2 and uh i i think uh, you'll get your value out of a free uh, edition of Destiny 2. Oh, because for sure. It's, I'm not, uh, I'm it's a hell of a lot of right. fun. It's not that it's an awful game. It just doesn't click with me like that first one does. So, Yeah. And there's a lot of people out there that yeah. feel that way. But uh, that's the list. That's our games of a generation, fellows. So quick, yeah. quick final question. Yeah? System of the generation. Well, that's... <laughs> I, no, I that's just wondered if anyone was going to say Switch. That's all. I mean, the the Switch has its positives, but it's it's not it's like I I keep staring at my Switch like my daughter's using the TV or something like that, and I look at the Switch, I'm like, I don't really want to play anything on it. But yeah, uh, that's I mean, how I, I feel really. Like I I find my Switch best for like indie games, side-scrolling platformers, uh, Metroidvania kind of stuff. And uh, I mean, right. there there's other games I played on it early on, but now I, I just. I just can't really get down to play anything big on it. Like, so we're I'm all borrowing a game from Ian. Then. You know, uh, <laughs> but there's right. but, but you look at that Switch and like what games really changed anything from what, like, it doesn't really I offer think... anything new. I mean, the Switch itself is something uh-huh. new, being able to console and then portable. So you could have gone the VR route, like it's a piece of something that's like, you know, but like none of the games really did something mind-blowing i don't know i i think no. a lot of people would make the argument that legend of zelda added like this level of freedom where you could climb anything and go anywhere On a Nintendo but game, i maybe. i yeah, yeah then the problem with that was the actual like oh i bumped into a battle encounter and i didn't enjoy any of it like i i yeah. didn't like that part yeah. of it i mean the world was beautiful i i really enjoyed exploring but then i'd bump into battles and i didn't really like it they uh, it, it wasn't my type of uh, Zelda. I, I like 3D Zeldas, uh, but I prefer a, a different type of battle. I'm sorry, you know. Nintendo fans, but we've been playing open world games in PS2. So, uh, yeah. hello. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, they, that's, they've that's done yeah, better. No. <laughs> well, they, they kind of pioneered the open world. I mean, they like... Uh, ocarina of time you know you could look up oh i can walk to that mountain you know they kind of pioneered that whole aspect to that but uh and that breath of wild came out and they had that and it was great except for again the battles i I just didn't like it and a lot of people got mad that they deviated from having like big dungeons and their dungeons were like what three or four of them something like that Uh, but then there was a bunch of puzzle rooms tomb raider style you know one game a couple honorable mentions and that we probably you know obviously this didn't get mentioned at all but the battle royale game PUBG, fortnite you know then it's 
Super Child, oh, War, yeah. Bat, Call of Duty Warzone. I mean, these are huge games. This is probably a genre of the generation. Uh, I spent quite a bit of time playing Fortnite with Ryan. So, I mean, honorable mention there. <laughs> yep. So, the other ob- obvious one honorable. is worst game of the generation off the top of your head. Jeez. Uh, mm. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, Anthem? on launch, I, you have to well, define. Yeah. You have to define what your worst game means, because like watching Super Sick One play Red Dead Redemption Two, I would swear he would think that is the worst game of this generation. <laughs> <laughs> I, I suppose most disappointing game of the generation. Uh, I, I don't. I don't feel like I, I was bought. Disa- I was disappointed with Mass games. Effect. I was disappointed with Mass Effect. Yeah, yeah I didn't see that. I, I didn't finish it. it. I mean, because I, I, I thought I it would be like the gameplay was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun playing the game, and the story was fine. I mean, it, it wasn't exactly yeah. what I wanted. It's not what people wanted because it didn't have familiar characters. <laughs> But it it was I, I it the idea. pretty good. They they could have done without some of the I've, vehicle driving. It didn't have to be open world like was everybody huge. was doing. No, was fucking huge. It's overwhelming. But, yeah, it was a beat. I don't know. I I like the battles and the the skills and stuff like that. But I I don't I don't remember playing any games this year or buying any games this year that I was like angry or pissed that I bought them. Like I think mm. overall. Overall, games have been really awesome this generation. Yeah, there's there's been games that didn't live up to people's expectations, but I think that's a problem in the gaming community is people's expectations. Yeah, I wonder what it'll be next that we all get carried away with. Yeah, I I would like to think that I have my expectations set pretty well when I buy a game. I think one of the other honorable mentions I have would be Monster Hunter World. Uh, just uh, that game, a good one too. That game uh, was Ooh. really surprising to me, and how much time I spent with it, and oh, yeah. it's just a different was a different type of game that that not only was it from the Monster Hunter world, but also how much it pushed the Monster Hunter world, like from being so not so janky and weird to being more friendly in in a, in a sense. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's a game made use out of the open world formula uh, because oh, their yeah. older games would have like a small screen you'd be fighting a monster and then all of a sudden oh you rolled into the next screen loading <laughs> and then oh okay I have to roll back oh loading oh the monster went to a different area I have to track him again shit loading <laughs> yeah so it moved from that into something viable that was actually a hell of a lot of fun. I mean, Ian and I both spent what almost almost a couple like two hundred hours in the game. Yeah, I, I mean, spend... we both spent a lot of time. That game was fun. Wow. Yeah, but uh, I I want to get back into it eventually. If uh, I, I can get into it, that yeah. game, but, uh, yeah, Aaron tried it. He he, he had fun, but it just uh, it didn't work into his schedule very well. What Monster Hunter? Yeah. Oh man, I got pretty far in that game. I was going after like the final monsters and stuff like that. I felt like but it's just it's mm-hmm. hard to do multiplayer with people. Yeah, multiplayer. Yeah, I mean, I did find people to help me whenever I couldn't get you guys, but yeah, yeah. But Monster Hunter is a good one. Um, one one that I want to point out. Uh, your your wife's probably playing it right now, Ian. But uh, the formula for uh, MMOs, I think, was done right with ESO when it comes to subscription models. 
where uh, the whole game is free. You can play whatever you want, but you don't have like unlimited storage and the, there is paid DLC and stuff like that. But if you want to subscribe for a monthly fee, then you get everything. Like as much storage as you want, you get all the DLC and all that, everything without having to buy like big expansion packs. Like a lot of MMOs will force you to buy the expansion packs and all that. But they, they just have their one subscription model where you get everything included. Everything just comes with it. But also you get almost like all the main story bits in the game for just buying the game. You, you can buy the main updates and the DLC and stuff like that, but you don't ever have to pay a subscription fee if you don't want to. And I, I think that was done right. And the game's actually a lot of fun. It's all right. Yeah. Any, yeah. Anyone else? Any other games you guys want to throw out before we uh, wrap up? I've got to say the one game that really was kind of a letdown, and I'm surprised no one said it, was, um, oh, God, the Star Wars Battlefront game. Not two, just one. Oh, actually, you're right. That one was, a, I thought it was going to be a lot more than just multiplayer. I thought it was going to be like, there's going to be a story, like, not a big story. I mean, a big story fucking Star Wars, of course. But just that game was just meh. I, I, I bought it. I was thinking, oh, it's going to be so exciting. And I play it. I'm like, what the hell is this? I think oh. that that game was a hard lesson for Activision at the start. It took them uh, several yeah. years to figure out, EA, it took them several years to figure out that abusing DLC in the wrong ways is really going to piss off a lot of people, including Disney. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, so that's, I think, why uh, Star Wars Squadrons does not have any DLC or paid DLC or anything like that. It's because they just got hammered so hard with how egregious their uh, paid DLC was. Even, like, giving people perks in battle against others that were not using mm -hmm. those paid pieces of DLC. So I, I think they learned a really hard lesson <laughs> to hopefully change in the future where... A DLC isn't something that's in contention with every new game. Well, they got it right though. After that first one, dude, the battle uh, with the Battlefront Two, they did a good job on doing that one. After their little fuck up on the first one, well, and then later on, well, did much better than the first one. I'll say that much. Well, the second yeah, one was I, a bigger fuck up though with their uh, loot boxes. Right, but, yeah, but right, that... but then they. Time. They, they did a good job of <laughs> doing a story mode, though. So loot boxes are an interesting thing from this generation because uh, there are several oh. countries that have deemed them gambling and illegal because of the age groups that play them. What? Yeah, because like Overwatch uh, okay. and all those games. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh, okay. the, in, in, the, in uh, some some European countries, uh, they've they've actually outlawed loot boxes. Or if they do have some form of loot box, they have to show exact numbers of your chances to get stuff. So that it's been like a a, a thing that just keeps changing and growing into different things. But a lot of even, games still have them. It's weird. Like Destiny. Rocket League, but Destiny still has loot boxes in it. It's funny. You get these little Eververse boxes yeah, that you can buy yeah. with real money, or you sometimes you win them. It's really weird. Yeah, it is. So I don't know. I guess if it's just 
like a huge Activision or EA game or something like that, like a sports game or something like that, people get really annoyed. I don't know. It's funny I've, though they I've don't never... really they don't go after FIFA, you know. Even though FIFA is probably more yeah. to blame for that shit than any other game, they got it. Yeah, up the wazoo. But everyone funny. loves FIFA, so they just leave it alone. DLC has right. come a long way from the first DLC ever released on console as horse armor. Uh, wasn't that in Oblivion or something? Oblivion on Xbox and Skyrim or something. Yeah, I think it was Oblivion. It was like horse armor or something like that. It was the first paid DLC people could buy on console. And it's come a long way. Cosmetics are still a major, major role in DLC. Uh, and DLC has really pushed its boundaries this generation. And uh, speaking of... Uh, the DLC in this generation, a lot of that became huge because video games are really expensive to create and the price hadn't gone up for so long that this new generation, a lot of the games are going to start being $70 uh, in the next uh, year or so. Uh, even some right now on the PS5 oh, the, or 70 The counter-argument is to that is that the games used to be made on cartridges, which were a lot more expensive to produce, but also, like, a game nowadays sells millions upon millions of copies, not hundreds of thousands of copies. Yeah. Right. So it's like they are more expensive to produce, but they're also consumed a lot more than they were. Yeah, but I, so, I don't know. It's, I it's really much... it's it's a really weird balancing act between that because games used to take like six months or less to make on cartridge days, it's like a group of like or ten maybe, or something. Yeah, with very small teams now, there's hundreds, thousands of people on teams. Even outsourced teams doing just art, like here, make this leaf, make these plants, you know, yeah, make all the buildings, do this kind of stuff, and it's costing these companies mil- millions and millions and millions of dollars just to make a game, and like a new IP takes as little as like six years to start from the ground and go up if they're making their own engine and stuff like that. So it's it's a big right. big burden on these publishing companies. For sure. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to get better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, 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 of course. Well, AK, if, if, baby. Uh, crunch oh, yeah. is uh, going to get obliterated. Yeah, I, I'm okay with waiting for games. Uh, I just really hope that uh, Crunch well, is... Let, let's hope they release Cyberpunk so all those poor programmers can get a, get a break because haven't they been on Crunch since... <laughs> Yeah, go take a nap, guys. <laughs> the last year. Oh yeah. goodness, yeah. yeah. It's coming yeah, out. It's rough. Um, yeah, you guys uh, have anything else you want before we get out of here? Uh, I think I'm good. Good. Yeah. Good. That was fun. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Video games. Yeah, I think you yeah. just wants to stop Woo. talking. So uh, you can. I may do have your played the video game or two. Yeah. Well, we've been doing this for an hour and a half, so I don't know. Oh jeez, yeah. Time just kind of flew by. I just wanted to make sure yeah. you guys were okay. I can sit here and do this all night. I just being thoughtful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's nice chatting, but I I got a family to attend to and get to bed. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right then. Well, I wanna I wanna thank uh, all of you for listening, and I wanna thank the guys for joining me on the couch tonight. Always. Yeah. And remind you that you can yeah. find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Couch Co-op shows all one word. No hyphen. You can also find us on Twitch at the Couch Co-op Show. 
and YouTube at youtube.com slash milkman pictures. And I don't know what we're doing next on the next show, but we'll be back in a week or something. will be back in a week. And, uh, uh, until then, uh, everybody be excellent to each other. Excellent. Excellent. Be. What's that? <laughs>